Yo, what is going on, Cover 7 family? Welcome back to episode 74 of the Cover 7 with Mason Pierce podcast. And guys, I've had an amazing start to my week, and I hope y'all have as well. On Tuesday, I just uploaded an interview with TCU and all Big 12 first team center Steve Avila. So make sure to go check that out. It is on any platform that you listen to your podcast. Every single platform that I do post any Cover 7 with Mason Pierce episodes on, you can find it there. But anyway, guys, in today's episode, it's pretty much just going to be a college football episode. I mean, it's there's been so much recruitment news going on. There hasn't been a crazy amount of NFL or MLB news, but there was a pretty interesting NFL news, and it's regarding uniforms for the Houston Texans. And we'll also talk about the Baltimore Orioles, who are currently on an eight-game winning streak and are one of the hotter teams in baseball as of this week. But anyway, guys, before we do begin today's episode, I do want to first and foremost make sure that you are following the official Instagram and TikTok of the Cover 7 with Mason Pierce podcast at Cover 7 with Mason Pierce on both of those platforms. Like always, I'll make sure to give y'all a link down in the description below if you are interested. I post daily sports content on the TikTok, and I post daily sports news on the Instagram, so please make sure you are following both. But anyway, guys, let's get right into today's episode, and the first news I want to talk about in today's podcast is going to be regarding 2023 four-star cornerback Jalen Braxton. Now, Jalen Braxton, he is ranked easily as a top 100 recruit in the class of 2023 and also was a recent Michigan State commit before he would eventually decommit from Mel Tucker and the Spartans. Now, during this week, Jalen actually decided to announce where he will now be committing, and he announced that he will be joining Sam Pittman and the Arkansas Razorbacks. So huge get for Sam Pittman and the Arkansas Razorbacks as now he's adding a little more depth to an Arkansas secondary that definitely does need it, but nothing less. He does get one of the better corners in the class of 2023 in the form of four-star cornerback Jalen Braxton. Now, the next news I want to talk about is also going to be regarding another Michigan commit, but this comes from Michigan, not Michigan State, and it comes in the form of 2023 four-star linebacker Raylan Wilson. Now, Raylan Wilson, he's a top 150 recruit and easily was one of the more sought-after linebacker recruits in all of the country. I mean, once again, Michigan was super lucky to get him. But after Michigan has kind of been on a dry spree, you could say, in their class of 2023 recruiting, it made a lot of sense why he would want to decommit, you know, find somewhere else where he could succeed, you know, probably better. But anyway, over this week, Raylan actually decided to announce that he will be committing to Kirby Smart and the Georgia Bulldogs. So once again, Kirby Smart pulls it off, gets one of the best defensive players in the class of 2023. And Raylan also is a very, and I mean very explosive linebacker. He's six foot two, 213 pounds, and also runs a 10.91 in the 100 meters, which in case you don't know, is pretty fast for a linebacker. So definitely the fact that George is able to get the number four linebacker prospect in all of the 2023 class is a huge grab for Kirby Smart and the Georgia Bulldogs. Now I want to do now I want to stick in the SEC, you know, with a couple more news. And this next news is actually going to be regarding Tennessee. Now yes, Tennessee, they've also been getting hot here recently and they continue to add on to that as 2023 four-star edge rusher Chandavian Bradley has has committed to Tennessee. Now, Bradley is one of the more high-sought-after edge rushers in the class of 2023, and I promise you, 
not everyone is highly sought after, but Bradley definitely is as he is a top 50 recruit in the class of 2023 and had offers to literally go anywhere in the country. Now, the fact that Josh Heupel and the Volunteers were able to pull off Ch Chandavius Bradley is a great sign for the Tennessee Volunteers, and it's kind of showing some more light because, once again, they also are getting five-star quarterback Nico Iamaleva. They're getting a couple more five-stars, a lot of four-stars, and Tennessee, once again, seems to be getting revitalized by Josh Heupel and just this new mentality that he brings to a program that really needed it, especially after the failed era of Jeremy Pruitt. So, anyway, Tennessee does end up landing four-star edge rusher Chandavian Bradley. Now, the next news I want to talk about is going to be regarding Alabama. And like I said, SEC was making some moves this past week. Now, this comes in the form of 2023 four-star quarterback Dylan Lonergan. Now, Dylan Lonergan, he's a top 100 recruit, top 10 quarterback in the class of 2023. And if you're probably wondering, didn't they already get a four-star quarterback commit in the class of 2023? You would absolutely be right, as now Dylan will join fellow four-star quarterback, quarterback Eli Holston, who was originally a Texas A&M commit, but decommitted and instead joined the Crimson Tide. So now Alabama in their class of 2023 has two four-star quarterbacks who one of them is going to end up sitting and probably never playing for the Crimson Tide. And once again, I understand why you want to go to Bama. I understand, you know, that's pretty much if you want to go to the NFL, you're going to want to go to Bama. You're going to want to go to the SEC and play for one of those programs. But I do think he probably could have picked somewhere else because Eli Holston, in my opinion, is a super talented quarterback and easily will probably end up starting You know, once Bryce Young does leave for the NFL after this season. Now, I do think he will have to end up, uh, he will, he will have to end up um, competing with current Alabama backup quarterback Jalen Milrow, but nothing less. This still is a huge grab for Alabama now as it continues to add to an already stat quarterback room that pretty much only consists of five and four-star quarterbacks. Do I expect one of these guys to end up transferring out? Absolutely. Do I think it'll probably end up being Dylan? Most likely. Now, he's got a great frame. He's six foot two, 210 pounds. He is from Georgia, so there's, I mean, there's that. But once again, I just, it didn't really make a lot of sense for him to go to Alabama unless he is that confident that he will end up winning the backup job or even potentially the starting quarterback job. If, once again, none of those circumstances happen, I do believe he will be on his way out of Tuscaloosa before he even gets started. But anyway, this is the first time since 2019 that Alabama has landed two top 300 quarterbacks in their respective class. And last time that happened was Talia Tagovailoa, the younger brother of current Miami Dolphins starting quarterback Tua Tagovailoa, and Paul Tyson, who is the great-grandson of former Alabama legendary head coach Paul Bear Bryant. So, yeah, Alabama continues to recruit quarterbacks like it is absolutely nothing. But anyway, guys, the next news I want to talk about is going to be regarding LSU. Now, LSU, they did make some moves in their 2023 class and their 2024 class, but I want to talk about the 2023 class first, and this comes in the form of 2023 four-star running back Caleb Jackson. Now, Caleb Jackson, he is a top 200 recruit in the class of 2023 and will also join fellow four-star running back in LSU commit Trey Hawley. So, LSU starting to stack up their running back room. I mean, they're starting to look like the old LSU that we know that consisted of guys like Leonard Fournette, Darius Geis, Jeremy Hill. 
I mean, they're looking pretty solid for years to come as also Jackson is num- is commit number 15 in the class of 2023 for the Tigers as they now have a top 10 recruiting class. So Brian Kelly, you know, kind of like Billy Napier, they're finally catching some steam when it comes to the recruiting class, you know, despite it being their first year. Now, Brian Kelly, without a doubt, is probably one of the more, I guess you could say, credible coaches. Now, hasn't really had any postseason success. Anytime he's made it to the BCS National Championship or just the college football playoff, it's never gone in his favor. But I do think, once again, he's kind of changed a page in his book, if you want to say. Going to LSU is kind of being a little bit more outlandish, and maybe players want to play for him. But anyway, LSU does end up landing another four-star running back, and this comes in the form of four-star running back Caleb Jackson. Now, LSU, they're wanting to attack the 2024 class as well, as they already went out and got four-star safety Maurice Williams, who will probably end up becoming a five-star by the time he's done with his senior year two years from now. But anyway... LSU landed another pretty solid four-star recruit, and this comes in the form of 2024 four-star athlete Joseph Stone Jr. Now, Joseph Stone is a top 100 recruit in the class of 2024, once again, kind of similar to Maurice, will likely end up becoming a five-star by the time his high school career is done, but also is adding to a huge, and I mean huge, momentum boost for LSU in their 2024 classes. A lot of times when we see a lot of these schools get ahead when it comes to recruiting, especially, you know, future classes, they end up having a pretty solid class. So watch out. Definitely watch out for Brian Kelly and the Tigers in their 2024 class. Anyway, guys, the next news that I do want to talk about is going to be regarding the Seminoles. Yes, Florida State. You know, they've kind of had a sneakily decent 2023 class. I mean, it's not the best in the country. It probably will not be, you know, top 10 or anything like that. But it has been pretty solid considering they haven't been that great at recruiting these past couple years. You know, most famously, they lost out on number one overall recruit in the 2022 class, Travis Hunter, who decided to go play for Deion Sanders and the Jackson State Tigers. But anyway, Florida State actually gets a really solid player, and this comes in the form of 2023 four-star offensive tackle Lucas Simmons. Now, Lucas Simmons is a top 150 recruit and adds on to the Seminoles' top 25 class. Now, a really cool, interesting fact about Lucas Simmons, he's not even from the United States. He's actually from Sweden, so a pretty cool fact about uh, Lucas. But anyway, Lucas is six foot seven, 300, and 300, no, 300 pounds, my bad. And his finals to land him were um, Florida, Florida State, Tennessee, and USC. So he had some pretty decent offers. Now, despite a lot of, and I mean a lot of decent tries by all these other schools, Florida State and Mike Norvell would end up being the lucky ones as they do land top 150 recruit Lucas Simmons to come to their school. So really solid, and I mean really solid pickup for Florida State as he'll probably end up becoming a top 100 recruit by the end of his senior year. Now, I do want to keep it in the state of Florida because as we all know, the Hurricanes of Miami have been on an absolute just tearid when it comes to recruiting in the class of 2023. Four-star, 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 five-star quarterback Jaden Rashada, four-star, four-star, five-star, you know, number one offensive tackle in the nation. You know, Mario Cristobal has completely transformed this Miami Hurricanes program because, once again, they were down in the dumps when they were with Manny Diaz, and now that Mario Cristobal came in like literal Superman, I just cannot recognize this program anymore because it's just that completely different. But anyway, Mario Cristobal was not done. 
he decided, you know what, let's add a little bit more to our defense, and they actually went out and got 2023 four-star linebacker Raul Aguare, who is committed to Miami. Now, Raul, he is a top 150 recruit and potentially you know, looked to be an SEC lock as he had offers to go to Georgia, Alabama, and numerous other defensive powerhouses. So the fact that they were able to secure Raul away from those schools is a huge difference. I mean, huge W for Mario Cristobal and the Hurricanes, as he literally is one of the more sought-after linebacker recruits in all of the country. Now, anyway, guys, I do have one more college football news to discuss in today's episode. This is going to be regarding Texas Tech. Now, as we all know, Texas Tech, they've played their football games at Jones AT&T Stadium for the longest time. You know, most notably, they have the double T's, I think, in the south end zone. It's one of those end zones. It's if, if you've ever watched a Tech game, you know what I'm talking about. Well, Texas Tech earlier on this week had announced that they will be, you know, they're going to have some breaking news. They're going to have some, you know, huge changing news. And on um, Monday, they decided to announce that they will be opening a $200 million project to build a brand new football facility that will begin in late November now, this project will include construction of a new four-story south end zone building that will enclose Jones AT&T Stadium and connect to an expanded Dustin R. Womble Football Center. Construction is expected to be completed in time for the 2024 football season, and Texas Tech is calling this the largest contiguous, contingents football complex in the country. Now, this is all coming according to TheAthletic.com. And this is huge for Texas Tech. They really haven't stood out, especially in the Big 12 or college football as a whole in what feels like forever. So the fact they're doing this, I think, is a great step in the right direction, becoming a little bit more modern. We've seen a lot of stadiums do this. We saw UT put the literal Longhorn logo in one of their end zones. TCU added a whole suite level to their stadium. You know, it's just kind of become the new era of college football where you kind of have to modernize literally all your stadiums. And Texas Tech finally is catching up to that. So, great news for Red Raider fans. Y'all stadium will be a little bit less boring. <laughs> but but anyway, guys, that will wrap up today's college football segment. And we really don't have a lot more to talk about in today's episode. We do only have two things left. But the one and lone NFL news that we do have for today's episode is going to be regarding, or no, we have two, I'm sorry guys, we have two NFL news to talk about. The first NFL news I want to talk about is regarding the Pittsburgh Steelers announcing that Heinz Field will no longer be called Heinz Field and will instead be renamed to Akershire Stadium. And you're probably wondering why in the living heck would Pittsburgh do this. And I don't blame you. I'm thinking the same thing. Now, Heinz and Pittsburgh their little contract whatever expired and you know they're gonna have to find either they're gonna have to agree to a new contract or just simply you know find a different partner that will sponsor the stadium and on monday steelers owner art rooney the second announced that the pittsburgh steelers will be renaming their stadium from heinz field to akershire stadium now akershire stadium is currently a top 10 global insurance broker and has grown its revenue to more than 3.8 billion dollars in just over eight years so it makes sense you know it's one of those richie type of companies they've got a lot of money they probably are going to pay a lot more than heinz would despite you know heinz being a literal local company you know pittsburgh decided to go after the money which i don't blame them once again it is a business but it's definitely going to be weird to you know 
not hear Heinz Field anymore instead be Acrisure Stadium. Like, I mean, I'm probably always going to call it Heinz Sta- or Heinz uh, Field. It's kind of similar to the whole Staples Center where they renamed it to Crypto.com Arena. I'm always going to call it Staples Center. I know everyone in the world is still going to call it Staples Center, but it's still weird to know that you know those names are completely changed. Also, there will be no more ketchup bottles at Heinz Field anymore. Those two big ketchup bottles above the scoreboard will be gone. So it's going to be a really weird-looking stadium. I mean, it's still the same, but you know the high, you know the the ketchup bottles kind of, I don't know, just kind of fulfilled the whole stadium. They made it look complete. <laughs> but anyway, guys, our final NFL news that I want to talk about is going to be regarding the Houston Texans finally getting a new helmet. Now, guys, don't be getting too excited because it is the same type of helmet. It's the same logo, same design, and everything. But instead, it is red. It is completely red. The logo is still the same color. You know, everything else is still the same color. But the, like, the core of the helmet will be a quote-unquote battle red. Now, it's cool to see them finally spicing things up because, no offense, the Texans have some of the more bland uniforms you will ever see in professional sports. I mean, they just, they're not exciting when you watch and look at them. You're not like, ooh, I really want to buy it. You're more like, okay, it's time to get out of the early 2000s and kind of move on to something else. But anyway, early on Tuesday morning, the Houston Texans did announce that they will be revealing a new battle red helmet against the Philadelphia Eagles in November. So at least there's some good news for Houston, Texas fans. I know y'all really have not been getting a lot of good news, whether it's to hold the Sean Watson situation or just the fact that y'all just can't manage to win a playoff game. But anyway, besides that, this will take us into our final topic of today's episode. And this will be regarding the Baltimore Orioles, who are currently sitting on an eight-game win streak as they are approaching a two-game series against the Chicago Cubs up in Wrigley Field. Now, it's kind of interesting to think that, you know, a team like Baltimore Orioles, who everyone had no expectations for, we knew they were going to be bad, and yada, 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 have kind of been catching fire here recently. Now, currently, the Orioles are only one game below 500, as their current record is 43-44, and 44, and it is also the Orioles' first eight-game winning streak since 2005. Now, the two teams that they have played to get this winning streak included sweeps against the uh, Texas Rangers and Los Angeles Angels with both of those series being at home so yeah the Orioles they're actually playing really good and they're looking to play a pretty kind of discouraged Chicago Cubs team so we could potentially see the Orioles maybe reach 10 games now I know that I said not or I know now that I said that they could potentially reach 10 games they're not going to because that's just how jinxing works but it really would be cool to see you know the Baltimore Orioles actually do really good because I know Orioles fans, they've been kind of tortured these past couple years. But <laughs> anyway, besides that, guys, I hope you all have enjoyed today's episode. Once again, please make sure to go check out the interview that I did with TCU center Steve Avila that I posted on Tuesday. It just literally look on the Cover 7 with Mason Pierce podcast on whatever platform you listen to. You will find it there. But anyway, guys, I'm so thankful to have y'all supporters. I'm so thankful that I'm able to just post these you know, episodes Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And hopefully, we'll be able to be doing it a lot more. But anyway, guys, before y'all do head out, if you do feel like upgrading your support just a tad bit, the uh, anchor.com does have a monthly supporter program where you can pay $4.99 a month 
that will allow me to be able to better the quality of the podcast. We'll eventually give give y'all some exclusive perks as you know supporters, and just be able to you know eventually give giveaways for certain milestones that we do reach. So guys, once again, I don't expect it; it's not required or anything like that. I simply appreciate y'all just listening to the podcast and showing any type of support. But anyway, guys. I hope you all have a fantastic Wednesday and Thursday, and I will catch you all back here on Friday. Peace.